Hello, hello. Hello, good evening. <laughs> good evening. Hello, Ashapon family. Yes, it's only me, sorry. Okay, and no problem at all. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm very fine. And you too? Very good, very good. I'm glad you uh, you were able to um, to join us over here in Coffee Cigar in Business. Yeah. How's Kevin's, how's Kevin's doing? Good, good. So we have a last minute trip. So today was a little crazy. Like we're, we're now packing and getting everything ready. So that oh is why goodness. I totally forgot to Oh, that's good. That's good. You know, having a, a family, as, <laughs> as we, 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 we talked before in, you know, in Ghana, mm-hmm. Accra, it's, it's challenging, you know, you're moving parts, you know, and, um, I'm, I, you know, telling you right now, you know, it's, it's very interesting how you guys have managing, you know, moving the whole family, right? And, uh, mm-hmm coming to to Ganakra and you know and showing everybody like hey it's possible you guys can do it mm-hmm. you gotta get you know that you have to have that that thinking first and then you you know what I will do it you know I'll try a little bit right I will visit it and then if I like it you know I'll do the next step so Anna for our listeners uh, in America uh, can you can you tell a little bit of you guys, you know, yourself and yes, uh, introduce yourself? <laughs> yes. So we're the Champong family, a family of four, uh, husband, wife, a son and a daughter. So we lived in the Netherlands our whole life. We're both half Ghanaian, half Dutch. And um, yeah, we were raised by a Dutch mother. So both Kevin and I have a Ghanaian father, but he was not really present in our life. Both of them were not really present in our life. So we've grown up to be raised as Dutch citizens, where at some point we felt like, well, we have children. How are we going um, going to give that traditions and the values or just the understanding of what it's like to be a black person? It was very difficult for us to to pass that on to our kids. And so we felt like, okay, we need to do something about that. So we started reading more about our history, starting, um, yeah, I used to always come to Ghana when I was a kid, but then we, we went to Ghana together when our daughter was born and we just sparked the interest that we, we, we need to know our background. So exactly. when, when my daughter was around six or seven years, yeah, six years old, she started asking questions like, okay, what is it like to be Ghanaian? And, why is grandpa black and why is most of our family brown and why am I brown? That type of questions. And we felt like, okay, we can of course tell her, but it's better for her to experience this for herself. Since she's like a growing child and she's not very small anymore. If we expose her to uh, traveling, she might understand it better. So that's when we uh, decided to um, take a sabbatical year off and basically, um, just come to Ghana for a year. Everybody told us that we're crazy. We just finished building a house. Why are we going to Ghana? But we really needed a vacation. And it was not intended to for us to stay here at all. We were just thinking that we're coming, take relax uh-huh. year off, let the kids go to school in a different like- type of um, environment. And then we would just have chill time for ourselves and eventually <laughs> we'll start work life again. Um- but then... Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, then COVID got stuck. Uh, go- COVID came in the world and uh, we got stuck. And we basically decided that 
right now we feel like this is a better part to be in the world and uh, yeah we're trying to make it happen here you know it's very interesting because you know as the american listeners listen to you and uh, and uh, you know has a lot of americans right now right black americans mm -hmm. you know yes. uh, listening to you is like you know they they have they, they're thinking right about you do the move but is something just holding back you know it is very mm -hmm. important i'm so glad you know you today were available available to um to talk to us in coffee cigar business to mm -hmm. you know you know tell your story you know it's of course it's not easy but if you have a plan like you guys did exactly like you guys did you know it's possible you know well i would say of Africa is so huge it is very very beautiful and i think everybody of of any drop of blackness in their body should definitely visit the african continent but you should not do as we did Ghana is not a country to settle in easy. And that is why we set up the consultation. Because when we came, we made so many mistakes. Like we spent so much money. We, we, uh, we made so many mistakes. In Ghana, there's nobody here to help you. There's no government you can fall back on. There's no information center you can go to. There's nothing really you can turn to if you don't know it. And the Western world is... Um, very organized and very straightforward and there is nobody cheating you when you need information the information is always there for you but Ghana that is not the case at all which makes it very very challenging for people to settle here and I'm very happy at one point that the Ghanaian government acknowledges that um, especially now in America black people are not being safe I mean being black is like a crime and I find it so terrible but Um, and one, at, at, the other, at the other hand, I'm also very angry at the government. Like, we have reached out to them so many times. Like, we have so many clients who want to come from America to Ghana or resettle or just be in an environment where they're safe. But there's no help on the ground. And the government is telling, yeah, you're safe in Ghana. But, okay, you're safe, of course. You don't have to be scared for your life. But are there also tools that they're providing for them to come here? maybe help them with um, housing or even just a permit to be here. Ghanaian government is not Correct. really thinking about that. And that is what I feel that they're doing wrong. You can't shout for people to come home, but not have any refuge for them here. So it's a Correct. cool thing. You know, it's very interesting. And uh, you're saying because, you know, I, I'm originally from Brazil, you know, but I moved to America 15 years ago. Okay. And now, and um, you know, we moved to Ghana. We in Accra right now. And before we moved to Ghana, Accra, everybody was like, "Are you crazy? What are you <laughs> doing? You know, you're gonna move your whole family? Are you nuts?" I'm like, "You guys don't understand, you know." And uh, the whole time I was in America, right? Yeah. The only thing I was hearing from. Africa, the continent of Africa, which is 54 states, that's a huge mm -hmm. continent, right? Mm -hmm. It was just bad media, right? You know, yeah. and the Americans, you know, it, the problem is, it's like, I don't blame them because the media put, the, put them in their own bubble, right? Yes. They don't yeah. show what we were seeing on the floor over here on the ground, right? That's, yeah. that's why it's important to, you know, people like you come up you know explain and say no that's not how it, you know supposed to be you guys are welcome there 
you know, every time I was driving, I'm a black person. Every time, every time I was driving in America, I was scared for my life, you know. And my my wife always, you know, scared like when I one o'clock a.m. or two o'clock a.m. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm outside. She's like calling me, make sure I was all right. I don't feel this here in Ghana. No, that's <laughs> you know, Ghana here is just peaceful. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. But see, that that is why what makes me very happy. But what did you find settling in Ghana? Did you find it easy? You know, we 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 found easy because you know the Ghanaian people they are very particular. You know, they are very happy and mm-hmm. they're very welcome. You know, I'm very very surprised how welcome the Ghanaian people are. Mm-hmm. They are very friendly. They're very, very willing to help. You know, it's like, you know, coming from America. You know, I'm from Brazil. We have that warming welcome, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but you know, in America, we I spend so much time, and I observe that. Oh, if you want to help me, you want something exchange. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's very interesting because now I, I relax more. You know, I. I don't feel afraid to go out when the the cops, you know, stop me or anything like that. I don't feel afraid for my life, you know. And I'm the my wife is loving in Ghana. My oh. kids is loving Ghana. Oh, so we very we very excited. And before we came, you know, I, I never told you. I'm to, I'm telling you in the air right now. Yeah. I was listening. I was watching a lot of your guys' video. So you guys don't have no idea how him you have oh. on people's life outside of Ghana you know mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you have the idea but you can ask my wife I was watching your videos every single time you put some video up you know oh, just to, get, <laughs> to get the idea and showing and now what I'm doing just get the videos your videos and share it to my friends in America so look that's how Ghana you know yeah. it's luxury you know it's beautiful areas and they're very impressed, like, oh my God, I never thought, you know, Ghana would be that beautiful. Oh, so, thank you very much. You guys are opening the doors. You guys open the doors for a lot of Americans who does not have the ability to understand the concept, which is Africa, yeah. because they think Africa is just misery. You know how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. But it's a total different environment you know we have so many things over here people are friendly yes you don't have to worry about your husband going to work and you'll be worried about his when is he coming right? back now so when he coming back home right your kids you know and it's the environment you can feel, feel comfortable and you relax not stressful yes. because in America you can feel that pressure yeah. you know yeah and I, I'm pretty sure you can relate it to that too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I am very happy here. Like in the Netherlands, I was living a very rushy life, I always say. Like I was a house mom, I was yes. a student, but I would just rush anywhere I go to. There was never time for me to just sit back and yeah, relax and just look at what I'm doing. But right now, since we came to Ghana, you know, there are so many things that you can do and you meet so many entrepreneurial people and you meet so many friendly people that the way of life here is just much more easy. Like, yeah. of course, there's pressure. Everybody needs to work hard. There's nobody here to help of you. Course. There's no support system. So you need to hustle each yeah. and every day. But the hustle is different because people respect you more 
and giving, getting respect for whatever you are doing, I think helps you grow as a person. And just the fact that the sun is there each and every day, I think people should not uh, underestimate that. Black people need vitamin D. Yes, yes, and I know because you tell, you told one of your videos because I watch your videos so much. You, you say, you say, look, my skin feels different. And Kevin was saying the same thing. You know, my skin feels different because, like you saying, you're receiving a lot of vitamin D. Yeah. Um, and I got a question. Um, what's the uh, the most impressed thing you you had when you fully moved to to Ghana? Because we know, you know, you have family members here in Ghana. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you come in for vacations, it's one thing, right? Yeah. But when you fully moved, it's just like, oh my God, you know, it's we moving, right? Yeah. So it was very exciting, you know, was you, you were free. I think the best word... Can you tell me a little bit of your feelings? The best word to describe it was I found peace. Okay. I think, you know, in the Netherlands, like I said, everything was on me. Kevin was working full time. I was handling the household, studying and the children. And then here, like you have so much help around you. You can create so much help around you that, you know, raising my two kids is not only on me. It is about everybody that I live with. It's aunties, it's uncles, it's nieces. If I'm tired of them, I just say that, okay, please go downstairs, go go and talk to the neighbor, you know? Everybody raises your kids. You don't have to be with them 24 seven. You don't have to entertain them whilst in the Netherlands. Uh, of course, my mom was there and she would babysit every week, but it's, it was like a, a strict day. Like my mom used to take leave of work. Uh, you you know, you can't just go to somebody's house and say, oh, I'm coming to chill here. You don't know what the person is doing. <laughs> Everything needs to be by appointment. But here, like if I go to my, I can just go to my auntie's house right now and say, I'm coming to sleep. Even if I stay for two weeks, she'll be fine with it. No problem. She'll be so happy. There'll be food. Everybody will be chilling, and yeah, I think you know. Americans now listening to you, and I will be like shocked <laughs> hearing you saying that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they will be like, "What? Yeah. That that is even possible? Yeah. It is possible. And even it is right? Gonna, you know, even if you don't really have family here, because we have family, but we don't know them that much." And a lot of my family lives in the Volta region and then Kevin's family lives in Kumasi. But you create your own type of family that you are with. And the people here, friends are more than friends in Ghana. It is not that, like, they will go that extra mile for you. It's not a problem at all. Yes, you know, it is interesting, Anna, because you're saying in Ghana, it's like people are willing to help you. It's like... be, you know, when 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 I got here, I, you know, I have to um, uh, two weeks ago, I have to fix my windshield. Right? I have to replace mm-hmm. it, and I find this guy online. You know, and I oh my god, I'm gonna go there. I don't know that person. Man, I went there. He talked to me. It was like it's funny because he become a friend because he be texting me. I'm like, what? This amazing, you know, in America, it's just business only. Right? Mm-hmm. You go over there, you fix your car, and done. Mm-hmm. Settling down. Now it's like, hey, how are we doing? You know, it's it, like you saying, is you creating a community around mm-hmm. you, and that's and that's the thing. I'm, it's just I'm so in love with Ghana, and and the people in Ghana have been very welcome to us and very, you know, um, you know, friendly and and 
many ways, you know. And can you tell us, like, you know, you know, I'm come from America.、Mm-hmm. You have, you know, half and half, half Dutch, half、uh, Ghanaian,、mm-hmm. and and that's, you know, you know, was always like that in Ghana. That's the culture, right?、Mm, okay, friendliness is Ghanaian culture, especially to foreigners. Like Ghanaian people can be very, very nice to a person visiting the house for the first time, and they insult their brother. That is just how we are with each other, right? <laughs> And if, if the the host is not eating that day, he doesn't mind. You should eat first. That is just in our culture. That is how I know Ghanaians. How my family is. But what I feel very、um, saddened about is that Ghana has changed in the time that I was from a kid from now. Like the best example I can give you、um, is customer service. The customer service in Ghana has dropped to a level that it, it sometimes just pains me. I will not say the average Ghanaian because every Ghanaian are just very well, very well、um, respected people, very nice people, very friendly people. But I think it has to do with the hard, with the hard life here. That people are getting a minimum wage of four hundred cedis a day, four hundred cedis a month. That's about eighty dollars、mm-hmm. for a month. If that is yours. If、wow. That is what you need to survive. If that is what you need to feed your family,、um, if that is what you need to to、uh, get your kids to school, you are not going to be as happy as a person as you are when you when you don't have anything to stress about. So I think there is a big gap between、uh, middle class, high class, and lower class Ghanaians, which makes it that the people who are in the、uh, service business. Just don't care anymore because, yeah. Why am I going the extra mile for you? I'm not getting anything of it, and that that is something that pains me. And I really want Ghana to 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 grow yes, in that I way. Saw, yes, I I saw that. You know, I was、uh, in a customer service business for over ten、okay. years, and coming to Ghana, I, I see that. You know what you exactly you were saying.、Um, you know, I think like you saying. Has had to have a little bit more incentive for for the、yes. person for the、uh, to be serving you or whatever will be the case, you know, to stimulate that person. Okay, if I give you a good service, you know, he or her gonna reward、yeah. me,、uh, whatever my service、mm-hmm. is. And I come, I see that in, in Ghana,、uh, you know, in the area over here where where we are in Accra.、Uh, but I think uh, and. Uh, Things will change, you know, and the more tourists、mm-hmm. comes, and the more you know, a lot of you know, foreign people come to visiting to vacation, and I think it will change, you know, because everything have to start in, at、of、some、course. point, you know, and then it will be yeah,、right? of course. And Ghana is a growing nation; we shouldn't forget that, right? They have been oppressed for so many years. I mean. Celebrated、exactly. like the 56th anniversary, so we are not there by far, but there there is so much room for improvement, and that is why I want,、um, especially entrepreneurs from the diaspora who employ people, don't get into that wagon that you're just gonna pay what the average monthly salary is. Of course, if you're having a startup, it might be difficult, but reward a person, right? Reward them for their hard work. Make、yes. shifts. Don't let them overwork.、Yes. Because in Ghana, we don't really have that nine to five mentality. You can just work ten hours a day, twelve hours easily. But 
we also have to bring that Western knowledge into Ghana and make sure that we reward the people for the work that they're doing. And I think only then change will come. And then we can see that the lower class might also start to, um, yeah, get a little bit more income and uh, can increase their lifestyle and their way of living. Yes, definitely. Uh, I would like to talk to you about, you know, yoga on YouTube, yeah. you know, almost 57,000 uh, subscribers, mm -hmm. uh, 196 mm -hmm. videos. It's, like, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how you guys can record so it's many videos. It's a real you know, job. And, uh, like, it started out as a hobby. And just something I know, that I just wanted. I know, it's your full-time yeah, job. Yeah, it is my right? full-time job. And it started just that I wanted, like, everybody was texting me, like, what are you doing? Where are you now? And I was <laughs> like, come on. I can't just tell everybody constantly. I'm also chilling, you know? So that's how we started. Let exactly. me just make a video of what we are doing and then put it on the internet so that aunties, uncles, whoever wanted to see, could see it. And then people started asking questions, like, okay do you have cars in ghana and i'm like what what kind of question is this of course we have cars we have teslas we have range rover velas we have some better cars than you have so that is when i started showing things that people were asking for and then when covid hit um yeah we got stuck in the house right so i started taking editing a little bit more serious and seeing like okay what can youtube actually do and to be honest What Meyer was our biggest mentor in, in this whole thing. He said, listen. I know. I saw, I saw the video. I, I was yeah. touched. You, that video touched so many lives. You don't have no He idea. said, listen, you're not going back to the Netherlands. You're going to be the poster <laughs> family of Ghana. You're going to keep creating content. You're just going to push it out. And he made us understand that YouTube is also a business. You can't just upload videos just whenever you feel like it or... Um, not have a schedule and he showed us like how to handle that like we structure everything we do now we upload two times a week in the past we uploaded three times or four times but just because with the kids and the other projects we were doing it was a little too much for me so now we're sticking with two times a week we try to create valuable content which really helps people and um, yeah we just want to inspire people and show another side of Africa like The media has destroyed our image enough. So we just want to show what it's like to really live here, a day-to-day -day lifestyle. Yes, it, it's very interesting because exactly like you said, you know, and you, I think a lot of people more is understanding YouTube can become a business, you know. You, you guys have been lapidated this, um, you know, area so much and so well. Um, you know, putting the contacts in the, in uh, on the YouTube and you know, and people watching and people giving feedback, you know, and and helping so many people, you know, across the world watching. Say, you know what? Let me take yeah. a look at it and saw your video and and have the incentive. Oh man, I will go next time to consider to do a vacation <laughs> in Africa because most of the Americans. They want to do, go to Korea, yeah, yeah. you know, right? You know, Europe, you know, South yeah. America. Okay, but just to start to consider going to okay uh, next next year I'm yeah. going to Accra, I'm going to Ghana, oh I'm going to another yeah. country, right? And and start to spark some ideas on them. And I think you guys 
have been doing a very good job on it. You know, putting the you know the image of Ghana over there, great contact. You know, very good、um, information, so people can、uh, digest and understand. So, oh, everything I'm being watching in here is, is it's、yeah. alive, right? Yeah, this is the truth. This is the truth of, about、um, about Ghana and, and, and Accra. So I would like Anna to tell you know the Americans, Black Americans specifically, because this is like ninety nine percent podcast Americans、mm-hmm. listeners to <clears throat> to、uh, you know what you think like will be the next step you know for for Ghana and for Accra you know to develop and. Americans still have that mind, like, oh, should I go?、Mm-hmm. Should I not go? What do you advise? Okay, first、that? of all, I want to say that、um, I I feel for you. Like people have said, I should stop posting America stuff on my Instagram. It makes them sad and whatever. But so 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 maybe media do, maybe do, media do. also creates a bad picture in my mind. But the way I feel. Is that America is not safe for Black people, and of course, I can really imagine that not everybody has the means or have has ever thought about moving. But I'm not saying move to Ghana. I'm not saying move to Africa. But any Black person, especially in America, originally comes from Africa. So I would encourage everyone who has the means to travel to Africa to just do it. And I think Ghana is a very good country to start in because Ghana is very safe. Um, Ghana's affordable.、Um, Ghana's also not too far to fly to, so that is why I would say that come to Ghana, but by all means come to Africa. I mean, as a black person from either、um, second generation or anybody from the diaspora, you need to experience what it's like to be around fully black people. And I say this a lot of times, but it really does something to your soul. For me to get up in the morning to feel the sun, walk outside, and everybody greet me like "Hi, Ma," "Hi, Auntie," the kind of respect that I get, I can walk around with my hair however I want to, I can dress however I want to, but I still get that brother sisterhood love. That does something to you, and I think whatever trauma you might carry, which you don't even know that you're carrying, it can go. It can really help you to just spend a vacation here and feel the love that you get from the motherland. You know, definitely. You know, you know, Black Americans. You know, as you hear from, you know, from the person who, you know, decided. You know what? We have to move. We have to decide our future. And and I will tell you because I lived in America、mm-hmm. over a decade. Um, as a black person, a lot of Americans, Black Americans, they want to move. You know, they have that in back of their mind, right? But if it's they have to spark something on them, you know. And sometimes they're scared. You know, you know, financially speaking, you know, right?、Mm-hmm. How that goes. And but if you have a plan, if you have, like you saying, just consider, just go on vacation. You know, instead of you go to the Caribbean or whatever、mm-hmm. Europe, just go to Africa. Pick a country you're comfortable with, right? You can kind of identify、exactly. and just visit, right? Just to have the idea, and then you understand. Oh my God, 
where I have been wasting my time this, uh, the whole year, right? So you you say exactly one thing, which is very interesting. When I got here, I felt so peace, right? In peace with myself, you know? And, and like you say, people greeting you, hey, how you doing, my brother? You know, how are you? You know, they don't care how much money you got or, or what expensive shoes you, uh-huh. you're wearing. They care about you. Yes. You know, and and they don't they don't they don't care where where uh-huh. you're working at or are you an entrepreneur yeah. or not? Because you know where I come from in Washington D.C. area, the first thing when somebody greeting you, oh, where mm. you work at, right? They oh, are you working yeah. those company, right? They always want you yeah. to see status. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that used to bother me a lot because I say why should matter mm-hmm. where I work at and then yeah, where yeah. I am, right? Why they, you know, asking yeah. those questions? And and I think a lot of Americans, Black Americans, like listen to us right now, you know, will understand and say, you know what? I think it's time at least yeah. to visit, right? I think they should. And then plan ahead. That is very, very, like, Of course, you know, Accra is the capital city, but there's so much more to see in Ghana than only Accra. And Ghana is such a beautiful country. We have waterfalls. We have so many beautiful nature stuff you can see. And I've never been to America, but <laughs> right now, the, the things that I hear on TV, like everybody getting shot all the time, it's like every day I see something. Even if you need to save, right, to come here for for a two-week vacation and it's going to cost you a lot, just come and consider. Because anything you do in America, you can do here. You can get a loan from America and start a bit, the same business that you're doing in America, come and do it here. I'm, I'm sure you'll be thriving. You you might even triple your, your money because Africa Africa is the future. I truly believe that, especially with now everything going on with COVID and the restrictions that they're having and the, the basically, I don't know how it's in America, but the Netherlands now you have to go and test before you want to go somewhere. So if you want to go to, uh, let's say, what are they doing now? Theater, you have to go and get a PCR test. If you want to go to the museum, you have to go and get a PCR test. I am thinking, is it really about COVID or, or is it about manipul- manipulating the daily activities from people? Because they can follow you wherever you go. In Africa, the system is not here at all. We have freedom. Of course, everybody needs to wear their mask. Everybody needs to wash their hands. But we're free. This is the land of the free. So I am thinking that this is the future and we should build. We should start buying land here we should start building businesses here we should start thinking about not only because of course there's a lot of um comfortability living in a western country but yeah i I can only say that africa's the future yeah but you know i will take one of your quotes one of your videos you said i'd rather to have you know peace of mind than materials and be stressful yes. and unhappy uh, right um you know it's like you said it's very important and i true i truly believe that you know africa is the future and i think i could be wrong but but that's my prediction ghana 
who will be the hub for everything in Africa, right? Everything in Africa will mm-hmm. center in in Ghana headquarters. Like we heard that you know Twitter, we're gonna put a headquarters yeah. in in Accra, and I think you know Ghana will be the the hub for at least mm-hmm. for the West, you know, Africa, and ha- Ghana has so yeah. much potential. And you know, I was very impressed also uh, with the airport and how mm-hmm. they're dealing with the COVID. Like the process yeah. was amazing. I never saw a process. I was mm-hmm. coming from America, mm-hmm. first world country, right? Technically speaking, and the uh, uh, the way the Ghanaian was handling COVID was so amazing. Was I thought it was in a first world country, yeah. the airport. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I told my friends yeah. back in America, they couldn't believe me. I like the handling, the, the COVID test. Like here, you go to some, you know, you know, mm-hmm. palace shopping mall, right? For those areas, they have take your, you know, temperature, hand sanitizer. Mm-hmm. And America didn't have that. Mm-hmm. When I was in America in December, you know, in January, yeah, yeah. we didn't have that. So, as you can tell, mm-hmm. with a little money, you can make yes. a huge impact on the yeah, you health can. of the society. Yes, definitely. Would you agree with like, me? I've only been to Ghana and Togo, so I don't know about the rest of Africa. I really wish <laughs> this COVID mess would just calm down and we'll be able to travel because I really want to see the continent. I think um, Rwanda is one of our very good establishing economies now. And I think Ghana has a lot of looking up to do because in regards of um, eco-friendliness and um, um, environment pollution, we have a very long way to go. But I think that with very little means, we can change so much more quickly. We can adapt so much more quickly to the to the. Basically, we need to go back to not using plastic everywhere, um, to u- go back to using banana leaves, go back to using um, uh, bamboo yes. straws, you know, stuff like that. And this is all in, in hand reach, yes. right? We, we can just walk for 10 minutes and get a banana leaf from a tree. Yes. We, can, we can basically just go, yes. everybody has a coconut tree on their street, then you just need to find a way to find it, you drink it, right? We have so many amenities around us. We makes it so easy to go back to the basics. Yes. That in every aspect, Africa's the future, but we yeah. need to find a way to cut ties with the Western world because the Western world still has so much power over Africa. And that is something that makes me very, very sad. You know, I see a couple of leaders in Africa now you know, uh, lead, um, I would say, you know, Ghana, um, mm-hmm. getting the lead and, you know, say, look, we, you know, we can be self-sufficient, right? We don't yes. need no, no more aid. We can yes. be partners. Yes. Which, which, you know, start from one politician to mm-hmm. the rest to follow. And yes. I think Ghana being the first, you know, country to be independent, you know, in the West Africa, mm-hmm. um, and, and has to have the lead and I'm seeing the lead in, in Ghana and telling the Western world so look, we don't need aid when you mm-hmm. partnerships yeah. you know, don't look at us as you know, we're gonna look equal to equal 
mm-hmm. in any measures possible. We have the natural resources. You need yeah. our natural resources. And let's sit down at the table like as we call and let's, you know, do agreement which gonna benefit both for both, you know, countries. Both and countries. I'm seeing that, yeah, I'm seeing that, you know, you can't expect like a, a child, you know, who is nine months old to you know, if you crawl and you walk, right? You know, Africa yeah. still is a young is a young, you know, democracy. Yeah. You know. And we still we still have, you know, our um ways to fix and lapidate it, you know, mm-hmm. this rough diamond, which yeah. I see it, the future. It, the future yeah. looks very bright. Definitely. So that is why I always say to people, right? If you come and move to Africa, you are not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for your children. Because we might not see that change, especially for me, coming from a Western society where I was born and raised. I see so many flaws here that I would like to help fix, but it's just not possible because we're just not there yet. Like, yeah. for me, I would really love if we can have a plastic van. But there's so many different different things involved and so much education that still needs to happen that within now and let's say two or three years, that's not going to happen. It's going to take some time before we get there. But that is why I said that if you're coming here, you are doing it for your children. You are putting food underground for the next generation. And if you love your kids and you want your kids to have a very bright, good future, even if you just bring them here for vacation, that will help them so much in understanding the motherland, understanding natural resources, understanding a different way of life that whatever they're going to do, they're going to be successful. Yes, I totally agree with that on that. Um, and because, you know, as, as, as you're saying, you know, you're building something for the next generation, <laughs> right? Yes. So you just plant a seed and allow the seed, you know, grow and produce fruits. Yes. You know, and, and like you're saying, you do something to for the next generation to understand, you know, and okay, you know, we're going to vacation and it's like explore, you know, come and visit, you know, like try it. Don't be so afraid. Don't be so caught up in the media telling you don't go because in Africa, you know, it's too dangerous, you know, America's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. You know, it's more likely to get shot in a supermarket in America than in a supermarket in, in, in Africa, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and definitely, you know, but you know, I don't want to get that too too a long uh, uh, conversation. You know? But you know, you ha- I know you have a limited time, and uh, I'm very very thankful to to have this conversation conversation with you. And well, now, explain to the explain to Americans, Black Americans in particular, mm-hmm. to to see look, it's possible. You know, we I'm here. You know, Americans right now in America is hearing from you. Mm-hmm. from us who is in the continent who's mm-hmm. living the life who understand yeah. and say oh my god if they could if they did it we can do too right yes exactly so coming to ghana or moving to ghana is not easy at all you need help so that's why we have the consultation www.tamponfamily.com um moving here requires a lot of planning and a lot of capital can, right? can like you say person. can you say one more time Anna? i'm gonna put it up when i share on instagram i'm gonna put your oh, yeah. um, 
your website can you share one more time for our listeners www.achampofamily.com and then that way you're coming here is not going to be easy it requires a lot of capital to to start here but once you're settled here you're not paying for mortgage you're not paying for the basically the only thing you're paying for is electricity gas and then your monthly groceries so it is definitely worth it definitely worth it but not easy don't tell <laughs> no yes it's not easy but it's worth it it's, it's worth a try yeah that's great that's great anna and on, on behalf of the coffee cigaring business mm-hmm. we truly appreciate you guys thank you for having and me you, you don't have no idea how you how impact you put in those people's life how powerful your videos on the on um on youtube have been for me personally as a big fan of you guys i love to and, see uh, life and your family let's go out and drink sometime we let's let's plan to do something we're gonna we're gonna do something because you know yes. you know i'm big fan and one of the reasons you know before i came to ghana i was watching your videos Wow. understand the area i say you know and my wife so what do you want to say at your own family come over here and watch with me <laughs> thank you very, so very used much to have, we used to have like in the weekends you know gathering and watching you guys video and my wife you know is big fan of you guys too and i'm i'm cannot be thankful enough for you guys doing this you know this you know it's hard because it's not easy because you have to record you know how it goes right yeah but you guys as you can see you do because you love to do it you yeah. love to help people yeah, yeah. And, and and that's very important um, thank you very very much all right and thank you very much to, to uh join us over here and i hope i can you know we, we have uh you can invite me to uh, do an interview with you or vice versa yes i would love to all right say thank you for for Kevin yes, I know I he's uh, um he's not there but much appreciated and thank you very much and thank you too I hope I hope everything's gonna be much better and better for you guys you guys doing an amazing job I'm I'm so excited to uh, to see what the next five to ten years uh, for you guys in, in Accra Ghana yes it's going from here <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and have a great day. Bye. Bye-bye. Hello my beautiful friends. This is Antonio Carlos Evangelista, your host from Coffee Cigar and Business. You know, last episode was amazing. You know, I never thought in a million years we're going to have that so much reach from the Chapong family and Ghana, Accra. They're located in Accra, Ghana, West Africa. And finally, we hit 2,000 views. Yes. Coxigar and Business celebrating 2,000 views, which is amazing, you know. So that tells us, you know, we have to be more focused on our, you know, produce more content good stuff for you guys keep coming with the good stuff good you know information you know 
you know, telling us what you guys want to hear from us, which contest you want to us to produce for you guys, which is very important. And Coffee Cigar Business, you know, is now 2,000 bills, which is amazing. These milestones come in the right time at the right moment for us, and that tells us we're doing the right thing, you know. And for you guys, the listeners and lovers of Coffee Cigar and Business, keeping sharing the podcast to everybody in your family, your mama, your uncle, your papa, your daddy, everybody. All right. So new contest coming soon. Keep t- we're going to keep in touch. We'll see if we can try to produce more contacts in a weekly basis. We'll see. Uh, but we're going to keep you in touch. And thank you very much, guys. Congratulations to you guys, which make this you know, dream come true possible. Thank you. See you guys in the next podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.